Welcome to the Live Well podcast hosted by the Healthy Campus team of Wellness Services. This series will cover a range of topics, and today we're focused on exercise and movement. My name is Charmaine Brewer, my pronouns are she, her, and I am the Health Outreach Coordinator with the Healthy Campus team. I wanted to acknowledge that we are on Treaty 7 land, and we're excited for you all to be with us here today. The Live Well podcast is a series focused on the voices and experiences of our students, staff, and faculty here at MRU. We intend this series to be conversation-based, informal, and all about the experiences and insights of our Mount Royal community. I'd like to now pass it off to our main host for today, Liv Taylor, to lead us with some introductions and some discussion. Hi, my name is Liv Taylor. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm a fourth-year general science student here at MRU. I am also a senior lead peer health educator with the Healthy Campus team. I'm joined today by Jackie Cooney and Tay Shim to discuss exercise and movement and how they can strengthen and support our lifestyle. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. Glad to be here. Thanks for having us. So, Jackie, can you start by telling us your pronouns and what year you're in? Yeah, she, her, and actually, I am the fitness and customer service supervisor at Mount Royal Recreation for Cougars Athletics and Recreation. Awesome. Thank you. And then, Tay, for you, did you want to start by telling us your pronouns and and how you're involved with exercise and movement? My pronouns are he, him, and I work as a fitness team lead here at Mount Royal Recreation, as well as a personal trainer. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. So I kind of wanted to start our conversation off today by differentiating between exercise and movement. I know we talked a little about this the other day for those of you who are listening, and I think that it's really important that we start our conversation by defining those things and what makes them different. Yeah, so in terms of physical activity, my definition is pretty in line with the World Health Organization, the way they define it. And that's pretty much anything that has any movement that you're doing that really activates the skeletal muscles. So it could be just walking, doing your chores or, you know, participating in sports. So any of that would pretty much count as uh, physical activity. Um, And those are kind of in conjunction with exercise in itself. So movement, exercise and physical activity are kind of all in one for me. Awesome. And then and then for you, Jackie, would you agree kind of all under the same umbrella or do you differentiate them in a different way? Well, I think depending what your movement is, exercise would be time, frequency, all of that that goes into being diligent and purposeful in how you are moving. But really moving, taking a walk, stretching, it's movement, and it's still categorized as exercise. So there's a lot of crossover. So I think that mainstream people that think about exercise, they think how your heart gets elevated, you're sweating, they have a preconceived notion of, of what movement and exercise is and the different between them two. So I would say walking is exercise, but it's also movement. So yeah, so they do kind of correlate they and absolutely overlap. Do. And with yeah. that being said, even under the umbrella of like physical activity, which you could say could encompass exercise and movement, I think an interesting statistic about the MRU campus is that only a quarter of MRU students say that they get the recommended amount of physical activity each week, which is pretty interesting given what we all know about the resources here on campus, even the rec center. So I wanted to ask both of you, why do you think that that number is so low? What do you think the barriers are for students to movement or exercise? What is keeping them from getting those hours that they need? Well, if students would reflect back to recess, there's a reason why they, there's recess in elementary and there's breaks in high school, because you need to pull yourself away from rigorous studying and 
apply some movement so that you can then return to your studies with better focus. I think that students get so caught up in just their their academics Mm -hmm. and they forget that, you know, in order to enhance their study, their focus, that they need to take a break and to move. That gets lost somewhere. So I I know a table speak to this. There's a lot of money that goes into paying for your tuition, to getting good marks, all of that pressure. So I think that probably contributes a lot to it. And I think also people have that pre-notion of what, what exercise looks like, and they don't value that walking away would benefit them, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Definitely. And, and Tay, I know that uh, Jackie just mentioned that you've had your own kind of personal experience with just fitting physical activity or exercise into your life as a student. Did you want to kind of talk about how you found that? Yeah, so at, as a full-time staff here at MRU, as well as being a full-time student at the moment, I definitely come across those barriers, both from a standpoint of being a full-time staff as well as a student. But speaking more in regards to being a student, some of the barriers that I find are most difficult sometimes is that I kind of feel guilty of, you know, stepping away from the desk um, or in front of a computer to do anything else other than, you know, reading your weekly readings or, you know, working on your assignment. So that's kind of one of the biggest barriers and making sure that I'm taking time for myself rather than really trying to focus on the school for, you know, long periods of time. That could be two to three or maybe four hours. I really try to take some time off, you know, at least five minutes um, every 15 or 20 minutes to kind of get a stretch in or, you know, sit in a different position or go for a walk. So those kind of barriers do come into factor as a student. And I feel like as a staff as well, we sometimes come across the same thing where we're working on a certain project or we're caught up in meetings throughout the whole day and we just don't get enough movement throughout the body. So those are kind of the barriers by the nature of work and school, having to kind of be still in one place right so yeah yeah a lot like that sedentary lifestyle that we often we often run into now as humans and I really like how you talked about that guilt I've definitely felt that way a lot myself especially during those like peak midterm seasons I'm sitting at the desk for sometimes like five or six hours and then you kind of get up and you feel awful like you start to feel like you have a headache or you feel sick and it's really hard to pull yourself out of that and say well in the same way that I'm investing in my education I also need to invest in myself and I need to take that time whether it's going to the gym or engaging in some type of movement. And I know you said even just like standing up or changing positions or going for a walk. I think those are all really awesome ways that students can engage in movement without necessarily going to the gym. And I wanted to know if you guys knew of any other options on campus, even if students are here for long periods of time and they don't want to take like a full hour even to go to the gym, what can they do on campus that isn't necessarily going to the gym but is still helping them get some of that movement in? Yeah, so there's, you know, multiple various kind of resources, I guess, within not just REC, but in the school in general. I guess more speaking of REC, um, because that's where my background is. We have different challenges that teach you and educate you on how to get a quick workout, whether that be, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes or 15 minutes. And then it could be as simple as just going for a stroll outside, get some sun with your classmates, I guess, to just have conversations, whether it be um, school related or not, just to 
have that social factor as well, right? Because I feel like a lot of times being a student, sometimes you just lose that side of your life, I guess, having that social life. So me personally, I really like to combine those things together when it's possible. So maybe working out with a friend or walking on the treadmill with a friend and kind of getting work done in that way. Well, as there's different resources that MRU Rec offers or the Wellness Center offers that the students can get involved in. So, yeah. Yeah, even that habit stacking, like you were talking about, sometimes uh, my friends and I at the the Rida Library, if, for those of you listening, they have those treadmill desks. And so you can walk on those and study at the same time. I mean, I wouldn't recommend like trying to do any math problems while you're doing that. It's going to be pretty hard. But if you've got cue cards or you've got like a paper to read or something, those are super helpful. And you can do those with your friends, like you said, incorporating not just movement, but that social aspect that so many students are often missing out on when we get busy during the semester. And I know you said that they have some options at the rec center for students who are wanting to get a quick workout in. I wanted to ask either of you, maybe Jackie, if you know, for students who maybe haven't been to the rec center before or they haven't been to the gym, that can be a pretty nervous experience, like heading in there for the first time. You don't know where anything is. You don't necessarily know anyone. What do you guys kind of do for students to help them ease that nervousness on their first time going to the gym? Well, we have so many great resources and we collaborate with the Wellness Center. One of our initiatives is the Steps to Wellbeing program and this is for students that actually have some social anxiety or they have a barrier to coming to the gym because we do appreciate that people do have all different barriers to coming to our spaces and the Steps to Wellbeing is through wellness. You need a doctor referral so you can get referred to the nurses and the students then get passed on to the wellness and the applications are brought to us and they get personal training, they get nutrition, they get lots of support. So we start off with just a single one-on-one training. It moves into two, it moves to four, it moves to eight. So really trying to get people safe in the environment and then also to get them to know other people. We've had huge success with that. But also we take the time. If And if anybody wants to come to our spaces and they want us to lead them through like what, what the spaces look like, what to expect, where they can go, where it's not so busy, the times that they can come. We also have like drop-in gym. Like if you, you know, have your runners and you just have your jeans, but you you want to, you know, shoot some hoops or even walking the tracks. There's no expectation of performance, I guess, when you come to our spaces. The pool is there. So if you there, if you want to swim, we also have the climbing wall, which is such a great atmosphere there. They're very welcoming. Um, so that is very engaging. But intramurals, too, we have learned to play. And we're going to incorporate that into our fitness areas, too. So if you're wanting to learn how to lift weights or or use some of the machines. We have all resources for that. But at the end of the day, we're here for the students. So anytime that they want to come down or email us ahead of time and say, hey, this is, you know, I'm a little um, apprehensive coming in. What can you do for me? We will absolutely give them a tour and, and try to do our best to make them feel comfortable in our spaces. Yeah, that's awesome. I actually had no idea about that like referral process that kind of goes on. Can you start that by just going to the wellness center? Can you get referred from there? Do you have to go to your family doctor? What is the process behind that? For that steps of well-being, a specific one, it's the the doctors on campus. So it is just for MRU students. But the buddy system we're working right now actually with an HPED group that, that we're going to actually structure a buddy program. And that's going to be developed from some of the students too. So it's created by the students for the students, which we absolutely love. So yeah, that so will be, yeah, that. it's coming that's up super soon. super exciting. Yeah. I feel like even just talking about that, that anxiety that you can feel going into the gym or really engaging in movement for the first time is really important. I know that for myself, if I take some time off from the gym or from movement, just getting back into it, 
I feel like there's huge even emotional barrier, not necessarily just with accessibility, but with like a battle with myself. And I was wondering, Tay, have you ever experienced that, like taking some time off or even before you started engaging in physical activity? Yeah, so it's been, I guess it's been 10 plus years since uh, I was coming into the fitness industry and just kind of working out and being physically active in general. You know, when I get really wrapped into school and work, sometimes I, I don't always have the time to be able to put in an hour or two hours into my exercise. And sometimes, you know, I'll miss a couple days or sometimes even a week from my regular exercise routine. And during those stages, for me, the biggest thing is making sure that I give myself the freedom to just do the exercises or, you know, be physically active in a way that I can be at that point in time, rather than trying to push myself and, you know, stick to these regimes or, you know, programs that I've created myself, but rather being more flexible with myself, slowly kind of coming back to these programs. So that could be, you know, starting off with 30 minute workouts and then slowly working your way back up rather than, oh, I'm just going to go straight back into it. And I know a lot of other gym members as well. I know they sometimes get quite guilty of that as well, right? So like after they take such a long time off, they want to jump right back into it and go back into that hard, you know, training style again. But just kind of giving yourself that flexibility, I think is super important. Yeah, I completely agree. I think really kind of what you're talking about there is like giving yourself grace to just meet yourself in the moment that you're at. And even if you don't have like 40 minutes or even 30 minutes, even if all you have is like five minutes and you just go walk to your mailbox, or you go stand outside and do a little bit of stretching and really leveling with yourself and saying, this is okay. Like you don't have to give 100% if you've only got 10% to give that day. I think that's awesome. And even just in regards to the rec center and, and kind of taking time out of your day to go to the rec center, like you said before, you really have so many options there. Like just walking up to the desk and saying like, hey, I'm feeling a little bit nervous in terms of getting back into this. Like, can you guys be there for me in that regard? So I think it's awesome that we have that. I did want to take a moment to kind of talk about another interesting statistic that I looked at. It says 46% of students say they are trying to lose weight. So I did kind of want to touch on this. Um, I'm sure you guys have experienced a lot of this, kind of the differentiation between staying fit or staying healthy and losing weight. A lot of people can go into physical activity or into the gym with that idea in their mind that they're doing this solely to lose weight. And so I kind of wanted to see your guys' opinion, how you feel about that how we can maybe work to change that mindset in students on campus? Well, in my opinion, I feel that um, if you're going in solely to lose weight, it sometimes can be very defeating. If you go in with a healthy perspective, knowing that this is going to help your anxiety, it's proven helping anxiety, helping to become more focused, healthy heart, cholesterol, blood pressure, all that. And I know that young people don't really think about all those things. But at the end of the day, you will always have results if you go in thinking that today it's a performance thing, whether I walked 10 minutes and then guess what? The next week I walked 20 minutes. I did 10 minutes of stretching. So I feel like it's so hard because it is so aesthetics driven, obviously, for all the reasons of social media. But really, if we go back to and I at the beginning talked about recess and just play and just move. And there's huge benefits to that. And that's why it was implemented. They say that sitting is the new smoking, mm -hmm. so that that is being recognized, recognizing that movement is valuable, and maybe doing some research on, on how valuable movement is for your cognitive health. It is a holistic 
approach, whether it's even taking time to breathe. The benefits of just taking moments of deep breath is beneficial. So I feel like if students did less focus on the weight loss and the aesthetics and the benefits of taking those moments. And I think it's all out there. It's just where you choose to direct your attention of your study, right? I have a few tips and tricks that I do just to add a few more steps because I'm always trying to hit 10,000 steps. Uh, One of them is just parking further away. So I am getting an extra few steps just starting my day off and ending my day. Another one is I go to a bathroom that's further from my location so that, again, I'm getting those extra steps. And I also try never to take the elevator. I, I kick myself when it's on the 10th floor. But those are just simple ways that, especially as students, if you're studying, just get up and take a few more steps and then go back to your work. Totally, Sherman. I really like that you said that because that really incorporates what Tay said about that like holistic view of your life where it's not necessarily just about losing weight or, or making sure that you have like a six pack. It's little things like parking your car further away from the entrance and, and taking that time. That's still intentional. That's intentional movement. And you're using the resources that you have, even if it is just an extra couple minutes at the beginning of your day to walk somewhere and engage in that that type of movement. And I think that that's, that's a great first step in trying to take that holistic approach to your own physical activity and your exercise. And I think I did want to ask you, Jackie, in terms of that mindset that we were talking about, like losing weight. Do you know any specific strategies we can we can try to tell our listeners? Like what can they do if they're stuck in that mindset where they're looking in the mirror and they're like, well, I'm not seeing progress. I'm not losing any weight. That can be a deterrent in and of itself to physical activity. So what, what can we tell our listeners in terms of that mindset? How can we help bring them out of that place? There's no standard of time to start, so don't let that be your barrier. Yeah, well, there's lots of science for, yeah. with your brain, but at the end of the day, I feel like people just have, have to remember that any kind of movement is going to be beneficial, and Definitely. especially for students. Tay probably remembers what it's like to be a student before and walking away from the, the rigorous daily tasks of studying. Yeah, totally. And you you mentioned 46% of students say that they are trying to lose weight. And I feel like working in the environment in the fitness center, I come across this pretty much every single day, right? Whether it's the members coming in, whether it's one of our staff, there's me, right? Really trying to lose that weight, I feel like is a goal of everyone's. For me, the biggest factor is it comes down to consistency and more movement. But I always stick to the simple rules. I try to get more movement in and that it is in a holistic approach. Yeah, exactly. Engaging in that movement, it will help your overall life. And if you're listening and maybe you're focusing on the more kind of aesthetic aspects that we were talking about, I think really sitting with yourself and thinking for a moment like I need to do what I have to do to be healthy not necessarily to look good or to please other people or even please yourself but taking that time and saying no I'm doing this because I want to be healthy not because I want to be perfect or I want to look a certain way so I'm glad that we were able to touch on that I think that's that's really awesome and I wanted to thank you guys again for all your your insight and what you've brought to the table here today and ask if there's anything else like any little bits of information you want to leave our listeners with before we sign off today. And just don't think of movement and exercise as being so structured. I would say we talked a lot about giving yourself grace when it comes to movement and exercise and physical activity. But I also want to lastly kind of leave the listeners with the fact that when you're giving yourself grace, just be truthful to yourself. I know sometimes we get caught up in the lies that we tell ourselves. But when you're giving yourself grace, just be truthful to yourself and make sure that those kind of two, giving yourself grace and being truthful to yourself go hand in hand. Because sometimes when you give yourself too much grace, then that could also 
be a negative factor too. So, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Thank you guys so much again. So special thank you to Jackie Cooney and Taysham again for joining us today on our discussion about exercise and movement. You've been listening to the Live Well podcast and thank you for tuning in. For resources about exercise and movement, feel free to check out the links in the episode bio. And the Live Well podcast is run by the Healthy Campus team at Mount Royal University. You can find us online at livewell.buzzsprout.com. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. This series is produced by Jesse Bach with the support from the Community Podcast Initiative. Thanks to artist Scott Holmes for our theme. The song is called Feeling Sunny. I'm your host, Liv Taylor, and thank you so much for listening. Thank you.